But uh, all right, let me tell you, bro. <laughs> all right, this one, this one, I'm upset. So, you know, I've had some car trouble this semester. I've taken it to the shop probably four times just this semester, but four times since September. So, so I'm I I I went for Thanksgiving. I went to Arkansas, right? It's a ten hour drive to Forest City, Arkansas. On my way back. On my way back, my car starts, you know, running a little rough. Check engine lights on, it starts blinking. I'm like, dang, I just got it fixed before I left. Because the reason why I went and took it into shop before I left, because I was going to drive 10 hours, right? So I take it to, I call, and I was like, hey, I need my car checked out. It's riding rough. The check engine light's blinking. I kind of already know what's going on. Cause I, you know, I know cars fairly well. So I already know I got a a, a cylinder misfire is what I have. I can just tell. Mm -hmm. So um, he was like, yeah, what's wrong with it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got a cylinder misfire. Uh, I got new spark plugs and it fixed it for, for a while, but now it's still messing up. So he was like, oh, bet. Well, he was like, at first he was going to be like Monday, but I told him that. He was like, bro, come on and bring it in and uh, we'll check it out. And uh, we just don't want it to get any worse. Because, you know, when the check engine light's on and when it's blinking, it's like real, real bad. So I drop it off. He calls and he was like, yeah, so we took the spark plugs out. You got a cylinder misfire and uh, we checked your dipstick. There's no oil in the dipstick. So, oh. you know, when you put the oil in. And I had just got my oil changed like a month ago. So there should be plenty of oil in there. He's like, yeah, so basically, you know, oil's leaking through the rings. It's getting all over the place. You need a new engine. I was like, what? So yeah, you just need a new engine. Like the like it's not like you need a new engine. So I'm like, what? Fuck. Yeah, what the then, fuck? So yeah, so like my car's a shop. So I called my dad because it's technically his car. So I'm like, you know, what he wants to do it. Cause it was he said, I was like, can y'all do that? Can y'all do an engine swap? He goes, Yeah, we'll have to find a, a we'll, we can we gotta find one. I'll see it to be used. But he was saying that it'd be 5500 to switch out the engine and do all the stuff they could do, which, you know, for engine swap, that's not bad. Because I went third party. I didn't go to Honda. I went to a third party place. I'm like, okay. So I called my dad. And I'm going to be honest, the car is probably not worth it. might be worth it. might be worth six grand, six, eight, six, maybe eight grand. How, what what year, year is it and how many miles you got on it? It's a 2009 uh, Honda Accord. It's got about basically 200,000 miles on it, which for a Honda, it's not bad. You know, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like a Toyota. It's not bad. It's a lot, but it's not bad for a Honda. So um, I called my dad. And so my dad called them. And so basically my dad called me back. He said, basically what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to put in new spark plugs. And that's going to temporarily fix the car, put in new spark plugs. They're going to put oil in it. Right. Um, and that's going to fix before basically 3000 miles. Cause he said, you probably have to, if you do that fix, you're gonna have to replace the spark plugs every 3000 miles. Right. 
So it's a temporary fix. And then my dad was like, go, I need you to go dealerships and look for a, a car, you know, $10,000, $15,000, like ten dollars to $16,000 range. So I've been, I was looking online for this weekend. I got to go start looking for a new car. And I hope I, I'm going to have to get the car like in the next week or two. Cause I'm trying to go, I'm trying to, I'm driving home for Christmas. Cause you're trying to try to buy a plane ticket. This late is. Oh yeah. You're going to be paying, you gonna be paying like some ridiculous amount. Cause it's like last, it's not, it's last minute. And plus like it's two weeks away. So you don't book that shit out in like a few months in advance, bro. Like you're going to pay top tier dollar for it. Dude. Bro, so, I know yeah. you're sick, dog. I would be, I'm sick for you, bro. Cause I know how that car trouble shit goes. Yeah, so I've been Ubering and catching rides everywhere for the past couple of days. Uh, this weekend, I'm probably just not going to go anywhere uh, to save money because these Ubers get expensive, bro. Yeah, no, I feel but, that. But yeah, man, I'm getting a new car and I, I've been looking. I think I want to stay with Honda. So I think if I'll either, I'm, I either want to get a Civic or I want to get an Accord, but I want it to be a newer model. So I was looking online. They had this one. Oh, they had this real nice blacked out Honda Civic. I think it was 2012 Honda Civic. Hey, we hey, we gonna be matching, dog. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> like, I, bro, I fuck with Hondas, bro. I do. I not like to be honest. I was so hooked on Mazdas and everything, and then once I like once my like my Mazda messed up and everything. My Mazda messed up the same way as yours, but my shit wasn't turning over when I started up, and I looked down under the car and just oil all over the ground all over the yeah. pavement. like as soon as i saw that i was like i called my mom i'm like mom i'm gonna need a new car she's like when i was like today <laughs> yeah bro yeah, and, dude. Uh, dude that's the worst feeling too especially like when you got stuff to go like i was getting ready to go to work bro and that shit wouldn't start up and i was like come on bro like you for real but uh nah man uh Honda, I mean, I, I got a Honda, and I think it's probably the best car that I've had so far. I only had two cars with this one, so it's treated me well. Oh, yeah. So, either that, or I might just get a, a an Accord. Because I saw that, I saw some, uh, I, I saved them a couple of, uh, like, 2014 Accords. The problem is, here's the problem. Here's why, here's the problem with the car. Because I, I kind of saw this coming. Because with this model car, what it does, it has uh uh it has what is it? Uh I forget the name of the technology. It's a VBT, variable valve timing, right? Or technology. What that means is it's a V6. So when you're accelerating, you get all the power of a V6. But when you're cruising, and let's say you're you're going downhill or you're flat, when it go uh when you do that, <laughs> it goes to eco mode. You'll see it on the desk. It's eco. It switches from a V6 to a fourth cylinder. And that's how you're able to have the power and the the the, the sport feel of a sports car with a V6, but you still get good fuel economy when you're going highway because it switches to a four-cylinder when it's cruising. The pro I looked up because I had because uh I had plans for the car. One, one reason why I'm upset is I had plans for the car when I was going to make money. I was going to like mod it. I was going to soup it up, right? So I was doing some research into the BDT or whatever, and everybody was saying that these cars have problems when they get older. When you put miles on them, 
the software of the, the variable valve timing starts to get clunky and you get a lot of engine problems because it'll malfunction. Because the first time I got the valve fixed, I only had three cylinders that was working at a six. And part of it was spark plugs. The other part is just this, it's just that software, that stuff is starting to mess up just because of the, the wear and tear on the car. So, um, but, so what I'm going to have to do, which I don't want to do is I want a V6. I don't want I don't want anything over V6, but I think for this car, I might get a V just get the regular four cylinder and just not do anything to it, keep it as my everyday reliable car. And then when I start making some money, then I can buy me, you know, a cheap little fix-up car, fix it up, take it to the shop, get the mods, fix it up, because I'm gonna fix it up anyway, and have my car that I can go, you know, have fun and have my fun car, and then have my daily driver. That's what I think I'm gonna do. So whatever the car we get, I don't I don't think I'm gonna do anything to it. I'm gonna just let it be, you know, the four cylinder. And then, I mean it, the Civics and of course they get 30 plus, you know, 34, 33 miles per gallon highway. So you're talking about great gas mileage. Yeah, I'm on that same thing with you, bro. Like my plan is this upcoming year is to pay off my car. And then once I do that, then I want to stack up because I want uh, I think my dream car is a Durango. Oh, dude, yeah. I love yeah, a Durango, bro. I, I want a Durango, but I want it like the uh, – I want the sports version and everything, so you got a little push to it. But the thing oh, about yeah. the thing about it, though, is that I want it to be all blacked out. Like, I want it not limo tents, but damn near close to limo tents, all blacked out, black rims. And uh, I want red interior, but that's going to be cost some money. So we're going we gonna to hold off on that. We're going to see how much money I can save up in to get that but that's my that's honestly my dream car to be honest that's what i want mm. so if i get that and i have my little civic and everything oh i'll be have the civic as just an everyday driver to the town to the town and then take the the rango out for the weekend and all that yeah the weekend car. yeah bro like <laughs> hey fine it's hey fine it's, hey it's coming bro <laughs> and when i get it, i'm a facetime and be like <laughs> bro I, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to like actually start enjoying some shit like that because I would like what I really want to do. I want to start getting these, like getting like I want to get into like not. I'm not an old school car guy, but I wouldn't mind finding a nice old school Mustang or a Challenger or something like that, and like like that's beat up and maybe like halfway doesn't run. You know, build some rapport with a guy at a shop that you know throw me some deals and yo, I got a project. I'm trying to get it right. Take it to them, you know, over time, obviously, maybe not all at once, but, you know, get this done, get this done, and first just get it to where it runs. All right, bet. Now, let's. how much power can we put into it? You know, maybe do this, do that, you know, suspension. Okay, cool. Now, you know, let's let's put a wide body kit on it, you know what I'm saying? Now, we'll start working with how it look and then maybe wrap it. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I feel, like those cars, I feel like those old school cars don't be having problems like the cars now. You know, it. You know the thing about it that I think that's funny that you said that because I was, uh, I was talking to my mom about that because I was talking to her about like a Durango and what her thoughts were, and she was like, "You got to be kind of careful with cars nowadays because there's so much technology in it and everything like yeah. that." It's just like they're, and most of the cars now are made out of like, like sheet metal and everything. So when you get in a crash, like the whole thing's gone, damn near. Like compared yeah. to like. A 90s or 2000 car and everything that's actually built out of like steel like a, a, a 
uh, let's say like a 95 F-150 or something, you get into a crash with that, bro, you, you're going to be straight because it's just it's a brick, dude. It's just solid. But uh, yeah, man. Oh, car right that's it <laughs> dude and you know the thing about it too you be doing so good you're like oh man i'm stacking money i'm getting bread and the next thing you know something fucks up and you're like bro. Shit. <laughs> bro i don't even know how i don't know how i've stacked this much bread since i don't work at shoe palace but i've stacked up so much bread like just saving but it's all gonna go down the drain pretty soon good man <sighs> You'll stack it back up here soon, though. Hopefully, we got a we got a big event December 9th, where we got uh, it's a huge event. We're gonna have vendors everywhere. It's a because it's, it's a grand reopening for the gym, and I'm hoping, man, if I can get two clients, two private clients out of this event, man, I think I'll be good. I'll be golden. If I can just get two, if I can get more than two, then I might actually be, you know living life but if i just get yeah. two if i get two i'm chill if i get three or four then i'm like oh shit i'm out here doing some shit but yeah you will bro you only, will. only time will tell i'm just ready to I'm ready to be on vacation man i can't i can't wait i can't i can't wait till you come in town because i'll be off that whole week <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be lit bro i ain't doing shit <laughs> But uh, I don't know what I'm gonna bring. You say what? I'm not sure what I'm gonna bring. I thought I'd bring my PlayStation, but I don't want to do all that to be honest. That's too I mean, much. To be honest, I mean, if you did bring your PlayStation, you could hook it up to the TV if you come over. I mean, do that. <laughs> I might. That thing's so damn big, bro. I'm telling you, dude. That's it. I, that's one reason why I didn't get it because it was so damn big. And if I travel with it, I'm gonna have to take two bags. And I'm just I was, yeah. I wasn't planning on traveling with it though. All I really need is my my Roku. That bitch this big. <laughs> That's hard. Hey, you just put That's that thing in your pocket and you be straight. <laughs> oh, literally, like when I went, we went to Ar when I went to Arkansas for Thanksgiving. Man, that's all I brought. I brought my all I need is my iPad and my Roku. We good. I got TV anywhere. Shit. How was, was Thanksgiving? Bro, Thanksgiving was good. Like, I think ever since COVID happened, like, we just don't do the big Thanksgivings anymore just because everybody, like, my family kind of does their own thing. But when uh, Christmas hits and everything, we'll have, um, I have some family members coming down and everything that I get to see them. I think that's kind of like more like the family plans now, like kind of do Thanksgiving with uh, like their family and then like as a huge family and everything we come to for like Christmas. So that's right. what we've been doing ever since COVID and everything like that. Cause I mean, it's kind of hard. Like you're going to see everybody on Thanksgiving and come back like a month later, see them on Christmas. Like it's kind of like pick, pick which one you want to do. So, yeah. Well, other than that, man, uh, I just chilled with my mom. We ate and everything. We went to some family friends houses and ate with them took hella to go place home. <laughs> so I was eating good for a few days. Um, but yeah, man, nothing, nothing big, nothing, nothing too major. How about you? Uh, pretty chill. Uh, I ended up just going. So my 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 parents, my uh, both my parents are from Arkansas. So Arkansas is kind of a second home to me. 
like Forest City. I used to go there a lot as a kid. So I just went to my grandma's house there. And then my mom, dad, and Trey was out there. So I got to just be on the the it's not really a farm, but they, it's kind of it's out in the country. So I got to ride uh my dad's four-wheeler around these, you know, back dirt roads for miles and like endless miles and miles and miles. And then um that's pretty much it, just chilled. We watched TV. Um, it's not because it's country's not much to do, but when I was, I'm t- bro, I'll tell you one thing, bro. I've been really thinking about this. And I want, I, I might, we might have to do something as a, I don't know if it's just like, we got to plan something, bro, like a business together. Like either with the Guardians as, as a whole or just maybe me and you or something. But I'm riding through the Four City, right? There's so much just land. And, it's and then because Fort City is such a rural area, the the population is is fifteen thousand, right? And it's mm-hmm. not like you know, it's not like Spring Hill or it's not like uh, Spring Hill where you know for the population of Spring Hill itself is like fifty thousand, but it's a suburb of Nashville, right? Like before City is just a city by itself, and then it's just there's no major cities next to it, so it's not like a subdivision of anything. So there's just so much land out there, bro. So I really, really, really want to get in a position and just start buying land out there is what I want to do. And just start, I don't want to make, I don't want to gentrify the area. So I don't want to start building like big buildings and, and facilities, but I want to buy land and either rent it out to, to farmers or where, cause it's a very uh, agricultural state, rent it out to farmers or I want to b- buy it and build like my like a house, but like a crazy yeah. house or something, or you know, or maybe build a house and then have like a athletic facility behind it, something like that. There's so much potential in in Arkansas. I'm still listening, by the way. But um, uh, can you even hear me? Yeah. All right, bet. I'm just trying to start up the dishwasher. Uh, but no, nah, I think that's uh. Cause you know what they say, bro. Like the best asset you can buy, especially today, is land because they ain't making that no more. So that's the best thing you can do, and it depends on what you do with that land. If you put like crops and all that on it, you can make money from that. Like like you said, put a facility on it, but obviously don't gentrify it and everything like that. So I mean, that's a good plan. It's just what's step one? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I could ask my dad because the farm we have, my the family farm we have is in Arkansas. We we got three hundred lake, three hundred acres of land out there that my dad farms on. So I'm sure if there's somebody to talk to about buying land, especially if it's just straight land, he's probably got to go to. Because I think my grandma owns her 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 house is on four acres maybe, and then she owns a lot of land next to her house. So really. If you restructured the properties, you could make it this big. You could make it like a mansion if you wanted to, because you turn in, it's just one road and you can take it to the right to the main house. And then you got the main house and you have this like four car parking garage. And then behind the main house, it's the sidewalk and you have a pool. You have another small house here that I've never been in. And then you have a pool house, which is another house behind the main house. Or if you keep straight, you can turn right a little further down. You have a horse stable, 
and you have all this land. There's a pond in the very back. And then to the left here, you got another house. I'm looking at my grandma's yeah. stuff. I'm I'm riding a, I'm riding, riding four wheel around looking. I'm like, man, if I had some bread, this property could be booming, bro. Yeah, for sure. Build, you could probably build, and I mean the lot by the lake, if you go all the way in the back to the pond, to the right of that, it's just you could build over two houses in that this this just open area in the back. Now I'm not saying I'd build straight houses like that. But you could, I you know, for me, I'm always thinking, I could, okay, I could. What I would just do is renovate the main house, renovate it to work because it's it's an old school house, so it's one story, but it's it's just wide. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. this side, this is super far apart, it's just wide. I just renovate the main house, make it super nice. I mean, you got tons of square footage, and then I'd have like you know walk, and I make I'd probably make the pool house a, a guest house. So. Renovate that to make another guest house because it has bathrooms and a shower. So it's already got that stuff. It's got a kitchen in there already. So renovate that to make it a, a, a guest house. And I probably, what I would probably do is either back by the pond or to that little house that has nothing. I'd make, could, I'd make like a big athletic facility. I have my mm-hmm. own gym, a sauna room, a cold plunge, and a hot tub a massage like area where it's got like you like laying in massage. I probably build some like crazy shit like that. And then I just never leave my house. <laughs> and they have a podcast studio in there somewhere and then bam, you good. <laughs> Bro, that'd be lit, man. That'd be lit. Gaming room. Come on, man. I think that's the I think that's the biggest thing with me. My dream house, what I would put in it, I would put things purposely in it for me not to leave. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, but put you gotta put a little movie theater in there. Oh yeah, hell yeah! The gym in the backyard. You might have a a backdoor outdoor court inside, or maybe with the uh, the gym um, the gym that uh, that you put in. You can have an indoor court. Like I mean, shit, man. There's so much stuff you could do, dog. Yeah, I just hope I get to the point where I have the money to actually do this shit. That's what I'm saying. Because what we talk about ain't nothing cheap. It ain't not cheap at all, bro. At all. It really ain't, dude. <laughs> but shit, let hey, let you get a teaching job and everything the next few years. Let me start start going off at my job and everything. Shit, we can make something happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, speaking of uh, making money, you saw uh Mark Cuban sold a major uh, stake in uh, the Mavs. 3.5 bill. Man. Now, um, I, I I got some details. So he sold it to a uh, casino like family. They like a family that's known for casinos because he's trying to make uh, gambling legal in Texas or at least in Dallas. And these the plan is to open up a casino that is also an arena for the maps. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. So you're talking about Global, like you're talking about dom- like global domination in the market, which would therefore it would make the the Dallas Cowboys or the Dallas Mavericks probably the most valuable franchise if they actually pull this off. First, they have to get the legislation passed, but uh, but he's still in charge of basketball operation and he's still he still operates as the bat owner of the Mavs. So they're I, I don't think that they are they have yeah, this the the stock he sold in the Mavs. He was selling that for the purpose of using that money, the three point, 
3.4 billion or whatever, 3.5 billion to fund the building of this crazy arena casino for the Mavs. But he's still running. He's basically the CEO of the Mavs. He's still running the Mavs as the head owner. They mm -hmm. were just basically investors that took a chunk of the, the, uh, took a chunk of the Mavs. Cause I think the play for the family is okay. If Mark Cuban, because because the way Mark Cuban's gonna have to do it, he's gonna have to go to the city because he got to get CEDAW approval for this stuff. He goes to the city for it to get approved. They're gonna have to make gambling legal if they're gonna make a casino arena. If the and then if Mark Cuban, you know, they, he's gonna have guys that can do the data and be okay. We built this. Here's how much money is this is gonna generate for the city, right? That's the city's view because you got to make it like why would the city do? What's in it for the city? You'd be like, okay, this casino thing is gonna bring in tourists. It's gonna be a a a uh, yeah, I guess a tourist attraction. So you're going to have people influxing in from all over the state, all over the country, come to mass games, and then it's going to help the economy of the city. And then obviously, you know, parking, yada, 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 all this stuff. So it seems like, okay, bet. So the city's approved it, but to get the city, for the city to approve it, they're going to have to make gambling legal to approve it. Now, I don't know how that works legislative-wise, if it's a state level or if they can just make it legal in Dallas. And how that works, but let's say you get that passed. Bam, gambling's legal. Now, if gambling legal, let's say it goes statewide. So gambling's gonna be legal in Texas. Now, if you're the family, bam, we got gambling legal and probably one of the most lucrative markets in the country in terms of you know just free reign money, right? Bam, now they can start making casinos elsewhere, San Antonio. Houston, El Paso, what, what, wherever, because it's legal. Now they can start making their own little ventures of casinos here and there. That's what I think the big play is. That wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. Do they got casinos in Dallas? Uh, no. Gambling, oh. there's no casinos in Texas, except for on border towns. Okay. So I know there's one in Eagle Pass. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that there's no casinos with with Texas having like Dallas, San Antonio, and then obviously Houston. I'm surprised they don't have one in Houston. To be honest, that's that that's very, Houston's huge. I've never been there, obviously, but like the city looks huge. Yeah, they they would a casino would do well in Houston. The problem is, uh, Texas is a very religious state to a degree, so a very I don't want to say conservative. Depends where you go, mm -hmm. but it is a very religious. Some areas are very conservative, so they don't want gambling because gambling is viewed as a as a as a vice, right? Mm -hmm. As something that's like not, I guess, honorable or whatever. So that it's been hard for because I know Texas made efforts to get gambling legal, but they just can't get bills passed. Is the problem? Yeah. That shit so. Sucks. We'll have to see how this all plays out. If they get one out there, bro, you, you gonna start gambling? Hit the um, slot. <laughs> no, I won't do slots. I mean, I'll play blackjack because I used to go to a casino in uh, Missouri. They have one, and uh, oh, I forget where it's at, but it's maybe like a forty-five minute drive from Como. It's called Isle of Capri. Um, but yeah, I probably won't. I wouldn't go crazy, but. I'd probably save up money to gamble, like hundred dollars or something. Nothing crazy. Yeah. If I lose it, I lose it. 
I'm not a big gambler at all. Like, I mean, I'll gamble on like FanDuel and stuff, but I'm not going crazy like some people putting like 40 bucks down, 60. Like, I'm, I'll put like five down or whatever. If I hit, I hit. If I don't, that's just five dollars at the pocket, you know? Uh, Bro, speaking of gambling, I saw a video on Twitter. There's these, these, uh, there's a group of guys, they all saved up. And it was like a total of a hundred thousand dollars, and they split the money. I don't know if it was craps or Russian roulette, might be Russian roulette, but they split all their money and they they you know distributed it across the board on stuff to bet, and it was a total of a hundred thousand dollars. One of them hit, and I guess the multiplier was crazy, and they ended up winning. Uh, I think it was like five mil, ten mil, or something like that. <laughs> they they hit on it, and they I get you know they started like cheering. It was crazy. I was like. That's wild. Dude, just on a one night, you go from, I don't know, you know, you probably, you know, middle, they, if they put together 100K, they're probably middle class, middle working class. You go from that to potentially if you save your money right, you never have to work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. Even post tax, you know, depending on where you live, post tax on, let's say it was five guys and it was 10 mil, you're taking home two mil each. Let's say you let them take the tax up front, which you have the option you can tell take it up front. So you go, you walk home, you walk away with a mill post tax. Let's just make it even 50K. Dude, if you invest that right, especially if you've already been saving, you liquidate everything you've been saving, you invest that right, and you put it in a in an ETF that pays you out 6% every year. I mean, you can live off for 80K a year, you know what I'm saying? But, but the, thing, the, thing, the thing with me, Finest, I would still work. I would still keep my oh, job. Yeah, I would, for sure. I would still keep my job and everything because, I mean, because at some point, bro, like, I feel like I could take, I could quit the job and everything. And then, like, later, like, let's say, like, three or four months later, I'm just like, man, I'm kind of bored. I, I did everything that I wanted to do low-key. Like, well, what's next, you know? So, and plus, I mean, that's extra. That I mean, I think that's your fun money, too, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd still work for sure because, Let's just say, for example, you invested that one mil and you get 6% return. Let's say 8% return um, on your investment. Because I think eight's the uh, six to eight. Let's just say eight. So that's 80K a year, which is you could, you know, for sure me right now, I could show live off 8K, 80K. But like you said, I would keep working and I would keep, I'd keep working and investing more money into that. So every year it goes up, right? Because after one, let's say the first year you make, you got 80K because just the mil. Let's say that next year you put away another 50K. Well, now it's 1 mil and 50,000. So, you're, you know, it goes up. And then two, like you said, it's fun money. So now, you know, as long as you, as long as you don't dip into the, the initial 1 mil, you're going to make 80K a year no matter what. So you can take that 80K, save it at the end of the year, spend all of it. You're still going to make the 80K next year because you didn't tap into the principal. Mm-hmm. So, now that's not that's how that's how rich people work. They put this initial principal investment and the money, the interest they're making on their investment. That's the money they're spending. So, like you said, now when you get to that point, you can either have, have the money you make from your job be fun money, or you can have the eighty k be fun money. But either way, you make it eighty k plus whatever you making at work. Now you making you double dipping. So let's say <laughs> let's say your job you making sixty k, you bring in eighty k from the investment. That's 120k and 80 per 80k. How did that happen? 
How the hell that? Did you see a little thumbs up pop up? What? There's a little thumbs up that popped up on your screen. Oh. Did that no. that? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You see it? <laughs> that tripped me out a little bit. I'm like, how'd you do that on command? <laughs> no, but but you see now you make it 120. So and then you know, then you yeah, like you said, I feel like you can have more fun. And I feel like life is a lot less stressful. Because you're at a job, and I'm not saying you get lazy, but you're at your job, and you know, you you get laid off or something can happen in life where you need to like you get laid off, you get fired, you you gotta quit because of family. You never know. But I feel like it's always that relief where okay, if I'm making 60k working, and let's say you lose your job, well, my investment's paying me more than my job was paying me to begin with. So you you could be okay living off of 80. This did it again. <laughs> you could be okay living off of 80k a year until you get another job if you want one. If not, you can just live off the 80k and then use that money to do something you're passionate about that you don't have to make a lot of money from. Maybe, you know, maybe let's say you start a charity or let's say you start a business that you love, but only makes you 20K a year. Well, you're still making 100K total because you got this thing paying you 80K and you're this thing that you're passionate about that you love. You don't really need to make money from. It still pay, get paid you 20K. That's where I feel like people get that freedom. That, that free, I feel like that's the that to me that's the goal in life for me is, is that freedom where I'm my investments have set me up to where if I lose my job I don't have to work if I lose my job I can still pay my bills I can still eat I can still live life comfortably because my investments are paying me not to do shit just to have the money invested but I'm working also a job that I love and it also pays me well and I, but I don't need it or even if if it doesn't pay me well, I'm being paid well regardless. But, you know, obviously, if you can do a job that you love and it pays well, that's a lot. I love my job. I'm passionate about it. It's my dream job. It pays me well. And just in case something happens, my investments pay me just as much, close to or more than what I make working. That's the life to me. In terms of, like, financial stability and freedom of, like, I'm good no matter what. I can lose my job tomorrow, and I still make enough money to pay all my bills and put. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that don't happen, Fidus. They look, look. <laughs> they they they're hiring, <laughs> but they UTSA is short staffed. I tell you that. <laughs> I'd have to break. I'd have to break a law. <laughs> there's one semester I wouldn't even. There's one semester I wasn't even supposed to teach. But they were so so short staffed. They were like, "Hey, we need you know, we kind of need you to teach this semester." I was like, "All right, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "He's he's <laughs> that's funny as hell, bro." He said, "Hey, like finance, uh, come here real quick. Um, we're a little down bad right now, so would you mind helping us out and teach it a little bit?" <laughs> Babe, that's. Basically, how it went down. I, was like, and I love teaching, so I have no problem teaching. I love it. It's just obviously right now it kind of impedes with my research, but I love teaching, so I always will volunteer to to teach whenever we're short staffed. Feel that, feel that, dog. Oh, uh, my life, life, bro. Shit, man. Life is life. Life has been life in here lately, bro. Just like shit. What's been going on? No, nah, man, it's just like, it's just like, it's, it's nothing bad or anything. It's just fucking work, man. It's just, 
it's getting to like that fourth quarter, like everything's kind of slowing down. You know, I got a bunch of people right now that are looking for work and I'm just like, bro, we just ain't got nothing right now. And I'm just like, it's like shit. And some of these yeah. people, like I, like I build good relationships with and they kind of like start telling me like their personal stuff. I'm like, damn, bro, that's tough. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm low key like a therapist to some of them, bro. They just be laying it all out. I'm sitting up there. I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to find you a job. I ain't trying to, trying to hear all this, but yeah. It is what it is, man. But at the same time, man, that's what happens when you build relationships with people. You know, they start yeah. into their personal life and everything. I think that helps me out a little bit, too. It's just like, okay, like, this dude's a family man. He got such and such kids. He got a wife he want to support. Like, and that kind of makes me go a little bit harder trying to find them something, you know? So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. But it's pressure, but it's good pressure at the same time, you know? So, but other than that, man... Where's, I mean, where's going good? Everything's going good. I can't complain. Shit. I'm just hopefully, I'm just hoping that this next year, since I just switched over to the national team, hopefully I can knock off some of my goals now. Cause like I'm now starting to see just like, cause, cause I was a field recruiter. So the only thing I did was just work on local business and then like maybe some AMs out in like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Georgia, I work with Kentucky, like bordering states. But now, mm -hmm. like, since I'm on this national team, like, I got a plethora of shit now that I can work on. I can work on the West Coast now. I can work in Florida. I can work up north. Like, the options are unlimited right now, bro. So it's for the taking, and I'm gonna do my damnness to to do what I need to do, dog. So there you go. Go ahead and get it. For sure, bro. I got a question, I'm, and I'm gonna ask this when all the boys back on, uh, like Mitch and Mark too. What was a good thing that happened this year for you? And what do you hope for next year? Damn. Hmm. And this can be anything. It could be work-wise, personal life, like anything. Like. Damn. <laughs> I don't finally start fighting for the question, bro. Usually fights like, ding, I got something, but he's just like, shit. I don't know nothing with this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of all the stuff that this year. I feel like for the good things, I got a lot. I'm trying to think of the deepest one. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of the deepest one for real. You know what? I got one. I think this is, I guess this is, uh, not work. Yeah, it's not work. I think uh, being in the position to try to travel more. And even when I only can take trips to Dallas or Houston, doing that. So, like, was Portland this year? Was that March this year? That was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, doing that, bro. I'll hold bro, on. You have no on, idea. On, on. Let me look, look. I don't know. I don't think so. Hold on. Let me. I, we went somewhere in the spring, right? I know we yeah, went. It was March. Yeah, it was in March. It was it was the spring, but it's still cold as hell out there. <laughs> but that was this year, right? Yeah, that was in March. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, bro, I don't think you understand how much I needed that, bro. Like, I don't. I worked myself to death. You know. Yeah, you know, I know how you work. You work hard too. That's why I feel like we. We've been friends for so long, but you know how it is. Like you work when you work so hard, 
you kind of don't have time to enjoy yourself. So for me, when I get that week or weekend or a few days where I'm traveling and I have no responsibilities, I don't have, you know, I don't have clock in or nothing. I'm not responsible. Well, you know, you know, you see, I've seen you work when we travel and you see me yeah. work. So you're not really <laughs> off, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's just, nothing- that, like it's just that thing is just like, if something happens, it's just like, I got my laptop or whatever on me just in case, like something happens. Yeah, but there's, there's, not, much yeah, there's not much you can do. So you're still kind of like halfway in, halfway out. Yeah. But but doing that has been probably, and I told myself I wanted to start traveling more. And, you know, people say traveling, you know, they always talk about like this and that. This To me, traveling could just be just going down the street to Houston for a weekend. That, you know, that's enough for me to like get away. So mm-hmm. being able to do that, I've been, I went to, I went to, I went to Dallas, went to a Mavs game. I've been to Houston a couple times already. I'll probably I might slide to Houston again on my way to uh on my way home for Christmas. We'll see. Depends on the car situation. Um obviously we went to Portland. That's fine, especially seeing cities I haven't been. So for me, being able to travel and see my and especially see my friends. So when I go to Houston, I gotta hit my buddy Xavier. You know, when I come to Nashville, we gotta hit up, you know. I have you and the boys or whatever, try to figure something out. Whenever I'm able to travel, I went to Albuquerque for a conference. That was like super fun. Uh, I'm about to be in New Orleans in January. That's going to be fun. There's like 12 of us going. It's a, it's a big group. So I think traveling more and especially traveling with friends and doing the podcast and, and recording all that has probably been the, the best thing for me this year. For next year, I'm hoping, what I'm really hoping, I'm hoping to grow the production network. So, you know, I sent the picture with the the podcast and we've been growing, which I'm actually surprised we've grown 26% considering the fact that we're not exclusively on Spotify anymore. So we have, we Mm -hmm. are on Spotify and we're on YouTube because at first we had a bunch of growth. We were only on Spotify because we had the sponsorship, which makes sense. So the only way people could get us it's through Spotify. Now we're on Spotify and YouTube. So the YouTube views we get take away from Spotify. Spotify views we get take away from YouTube. So I'm for next year, I hope the podcast can get to a level where we have consistent hundreds of views per episode. Like when we drop the episode, we have like a couple hundred views that week per episode. That's what I'm hoping to get it to, which we're we're pretty far from that, but you know that's what I'm hoping. But that's just gotta. I've been slacking on posting the videos. I'm like six. I might be six or seven clips behind because I gotta post the Garden Six One Five. I gotta post the NFL coverage, the NBA coverage. I gotta post when I do Uncle Strip. So I gotta post three videos a week, and I'm I'm just behind because I gotta go through and clip the best part. I gotta edit it. I gotta post it on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So it is a lot, but I think I'm going to just – one week I'm going to just clip all of them and just post them all in one day just to be caught up. <laughs> yeah. That way I'll be caught up and then just stay on it once I'm caught up. But, yeah, I'm hoping to grow Ivy Productions to just the whole business. You know, that includes the gym, getting more clients, podcasts, YouTube videos, gaming channel. I'm just hoping to grow our uh, infrastructure. So 
It will. It'll happen, bro. And stuff like that takes time. Like, and I feel like that's yeah. why a lot of people quit with stuff just in general. It's just like they do it for a year. They're just like, oh, only grew like five percent. Motherfucker, you grew five percent. Be happy for it. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it, that shit doesn't happen overnight unless you just get some like a guest appearance or something like that, or you know that just makes your you know number skyrocket and everything. And next thing you know, you're the hot topic and everything. That's that's very rare that I see from like like us like trying to start out like our own thing, you know. So uh, no nah, man, that's dope and everything. We'll, we'll get there at some point, bro. It's I rather have I rather have slow motion than no motion. That's that's my saying. Yeah. Yeah, and also even if we even if it never gets crazy big, I I just like doing it for the fun. I'm not doing it to make. If it makes money, it's great. But I'm not doing it to make money. And if we never get to a thousand subscribers, that's fine with me because it's really just about keeping in touch with the boys. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Catching up once a week, shooting the shit. That's really what it's about. So even if it never gets big, I'll I'll still even if we get let's say. Uh, Two years from now, we got one subscriber. Somehow we lost all this. And one person listens them. We still going to be popping these episodes out. <laughs> Fuck it. It's like the people that are following like, bye. Hope you yeah. back. <laughs> that's all. It's, that's what it's about, to be honest. So even if nobody listens, man, I just love doing this stuff. It's fun. I mean, man. What's yours? Um, dude, I got a bunch, man. I'll say especially like, how many years have been doing this for finest? Like two and a half, three. almost three years? Uh, we're past three. We're three years in August. Damn. Well, I'll say one thing, dude. Like, I've been really getting into, like, mental health and everything and really acting on that. And I think just doing this, man, just having it set out once a week or something, just chopping up with the boys, just been helping me out just a lot, like, kind of decompress from work and everything. Obviously, like you said, shoot the shit with the guys and everything and catching up, like, like what's going on in y'all's life and everything, too. So I think that's the biggest thing for me, man, is just – chopping up with the boys and everything you know yeah i think that's the biggest thing for me but i'll say the biggest thing for this year that i'll talk about the good and bad and everything too this year i mean it took me to be honest last year was when i was trying to move out and everything but my office was moving to nashville and I was like, because at first, like when I had all my money and everything saved up, I was going to move out to Spring Hill and uh, live in an apartment out there because you just hit the interstate, go right up to, to Franklin. It's like a 20 minute drive, 25 minute drive on the interstate. So I was like, OK, I'm going to do that, bro. It took me. Like an extra like six months of just staying home and everything because the office was moving and everything like that. And mm -hmm. once they said that, that they were moving to Nashville, I was just like. That's not where I want to move, live at and everything. So that took me. So once they had not made the announcement, I was looking at the like uh, apartments and everything. I was like, bro, $2,000 and shit for apartment. I was like, there's no way in hell I can do that. <laughs> I was like, there's no way, bro. So I really started like just, just digging, dude, and just reaching out to different places. It almost took me a month to find this place and everything. So I'm like, bro. The most I would pay is probably seventeen hundred with all everything like rent, utilities, and everything, bro. Right. I fucking I fucking lucked out and got this place and everything, and I was like, all right, I'm good. So that was my first thing, bro. After having a plan of moving out and everything, and having it delayed, like that really that kind of that kind of frustrated me a little bit and everything, you know. Right. Um, but I did that. Um, I'll say one thing. 
And I think this is a blessing disguise kind of. So this year, I started out the year like really good from like a spread number and everything to hit like, you know, contest and all that. Like I've talked to you about like contest and everything. I, I think, yeah. I, bro, I'll tell you, Q, midway through Q1 and all Q2, bro, that shit was a fucking struggle for me because that's when like, everything kind of shut down and everything for business wise. Like we only were getting like a few positions and everything. Some of the positions washed and all that. And I was like, bro, like my spreads dropping and I don't have no way to recruit for it. So with that being said, I got switched to a national team and bro, I think that's the biggest blessing disguise, man. Like I work with how many people's on the team. I think it's about like 12 people on the team and they're all spread out through like the Southeast and like North Carolina uh, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, some people in Tennessee, um, Knoxville, Chattanooga area and everything like that. But I mean, dude, like I didn't think joining that team would help me out so much too as well. Like they, there's stuff, there's business and stuff that they have like in their areas and they're like, Hey Calvin, like I can't work on this because I'm working on something else. Can you reach out to this AM and help them out, bro? Connect with them find a few people, place a few people. And then the next thing you know, I got like five to six AMs under my belt that I've placed people with. They know that I produce good work and everything. So they're going to keep on reaching out to me if they need help and everything like that. Not only that, I also have like three account managers in my office that obviously they have roles too. So it's just like, I have a lot of different options and everything for as business. If things are slow here, oh, I can reach out to somebody in North Carolina or Florida. You know, I think right. that's the biggest thing right now that I'm just blessed for, man, because and that opened my eyes up just to the company and everything as well. And then um, that's really the biggest thing for this year. Now, next year, bro, next year got to be my fucking year. There's no, there's no if, ands, <laughs> or buts or anything. Like, bro, I got a little taste of it. So I'm like, I know what I need to do. And I know that feeling. So it's just like, I'm setting myself up right now to where the new year starts. I'm already at a good number and everything. Only thing I got to do is just increasing that number and everything, you know? And I'll, right. shut, I'll cut down the weeks and everything for me to hit my goals and everything like that. Biggest thing that I'm really looking forward to next year is obviously to hit contest. But if I hit contest, that will, um, that will open up doors for me to get into like leadership and everything. Cause there's a course called rise where it's just like all leaders got to go through and everything. I want to do that. I want to get into leadership. I want to get into like SRP to learn a little bit about more like account management and everything. I don't think I want to go into that, but it's always good to, know the process and everything you know right. so like something does happen you know if like let's say like my account manager's out and they're like oh like this account such and such such oh like i know the account i've went through srp and stuff i know how to handle it let me take care of it while you out bro like you know what i'm saying yeah i think that's the biggest thing with me dude i just want to be that go-to person like if something's if somebody's out of office or anything they'd be like oh calvin can can you help out like sure i'll help out you know what i'm saying so that's my biggest thing, man. And then uh, what else? Shit, just keep on doing what I'm doing, man. Just like just trying to stay fit, work out, all that stuff, man. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, there, is there a gym close by? You already know the deal when I'm in town. Oh, yeah, I know. There's a uh, – so we got two. So we got the Y, and then uh, we got two Ys. The, the one in Bellevue – it's nice and everything, but they don't have as much equipment and everything as the one in downtown. The downtown one, bro, it's – I just got to show you it, dog. You, you, you'll fall in love with it. It's like when you walk in, it's just an open, big space. 
And that's where like all like the free weights and everything are. They got an upstairs and that's where all like the machines and stuff are. But like, <laughs> like I just got to show you, dog, because you're going to look at you can be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> And we definitely gonna get 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 a workout in. I gotta see how that guest pass and everything works. Cause I think I get one, and then you gotta pay. But I don't I don't mind fucking paying for you. You know dollars. how much the day pass is? It might be like seven. Oh, that's be not seven. bad. But I mean, we'll, we'll it, figure it, out. Yeah, we'll figure. I'll be saving up. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got I've been you. saving up to come home. So oh, yeah, that's oh, the really big. That's the really biggest thing that I'm. I'm looking forward to, to this year. And obviously, like, taking more trips. I definitely want to do that. Um, yeah. I'm going to take some trips for sure. So. <laughs> hey, we got to talk, talk about March, bro, because we had a we had a predicament. Why? Because, you know, if we try to see LeBron, we might not have too many years left. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point. <laughs> so we might the LA trip might get moved up, but then again, I don't know. For March, I'm feeling like, well, we got options because I, I kind of want to go big. So a Madison Square Garden or a Miami or a LA, mm-hmm. I'm kind of feeling that. But then I'm also cool with like a OKC because OKC is only eight for me, so I could drive to. To OKC, or you can, depending on how long you want to do the trip, you can fly into San Antonio. I can pick you up. We can ride up there, come back or whatever. So we're right up there, stay for a few days, see the city, and then come back and then fly back out of San Antonio. You know, that's what I would probably do. Because honestly, I wouldn't want you to ride by yourself and me just fly out there. That's some bullshit. (laughs) Well, hopefully, well, I'm going to have a car by March. I'm going to have to, but. But uh, but or yeah, we'll we'll figure something out because Kylan's wedding is December or no, Kylan's wedding is March second. So the plan was I was gonna come home for for spring break because I was gonna come home, I was gonna leave the week before spring break a little early, be at Kylan's wedding, which is in Jackson, and then I was gonna come home and stay home for spring break. Now it's in the second. So that means I'm going to fly into Nashville for his wedding flight back. So I might, we could do a trip, my spring break, because I'm not coming home for the whole week no more. Type shit. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we we figured out, we still got a little bit of time. But, Colin you know, getting like, married Jackson? Yeah, because I think uh, his fiance's family's from Jackson. Ain't that funny how it works out? Didn't y'all live in Jackson before? Yeah, we were born in Jackson, both of us. Me and Kylan were. And then Trey was born in Franklin or Spring Hill? Yeah. Yeah, Nashville. Okay. Shit. Damn. Small world, huh? (laughs) Apparently, but we'll figure it out because, you know me, I like to get that hotel booked early. Oh, yeah. I get that. I get the – if we can book it early and get a cheaper price because it's early, I get 20%. I get 20%. I'm a – I moved up my rewards – for the hotels.com, so I get 20% off all hotel prices. So oh Mr. Roller. It's the high roller fighters. If we can get a buck or two, we definitely gonna do it. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. Oh man. All right. Well, I gotta get ready for this session. You got anything for the people before we have off? Let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is this the last day of November? 
Just last day of November. Yep. Last day of November. We got one more month before this shit ends. So you know what? Get to work, boy. (laughs) 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 That's my motivation for y'all, dog. That's all I think I got. (laughs) Y'all heard it here. This has been Guard 605. We'll catch you guys next week. I'm going to chase my dreams. My